0: Welcome to Big Creatrix Energy with me, Gabriella Rosie. Today we're getting into it. We are talking about end of year existential crises. How to have one more effectively, more fulfillingly. We are coming to the end of 2023. And I don't know about you guys, but like this has been a weird year for me. And that is the general consensus that I am hearing from a lot of people as well like it's just a weird year I don't know and as you know we come to the end of the year I always I don't know like a buy it's like clockwork right coming to the end of the year I have the same thing when it's my birthday as well I'm like look what is working what isn't let's like rip the parts out of this thing and see what we want to change, see what we want to keep, see what we want to let go of. And I really love this. And I also really fucking hate this. And it's a lot. And, you know, I don't know if you relate, if you are a fellow, you know, annual existential crises, have a like me, I think it's pretty common, right? And I actually Want to, like, I wanted to record this episode because, as much as it can be like, holy shit, I'm rethinking my entire life, doing that, like, rhythmically doing that, is also the way I have continually tweaked my life and made changes to do more of the things that I want to do. And as I am growing up, going through more and more years, I'm really beginning to understand that this is the rhythm of life. And I want to talk about in this episode what's helping me decide what to do with this particular existential crisis, what to do with the end of you, what to do when you realize things that you want to change and how to make it feel good or feel better and feel hopeful through the process of change and letting go of certain things and ultimately becoming yourself, like the process of evolution isn't always super comfortable. And growing up, it feels like kind of realizing that the questions of who I am and what I'm doing and what I want to be doing don't necessarily resolve it's not like oh now I've figured this thing out this is the way it's going to be forever and as if we're going through like some long list of things and we just have to figure them out once and then they're set in stone I am constantly changing and so all of these new decisions are gonna continue to be made I can make a very concrete seemingly finite decision about one aspect of my life And sure enough, because I will change, because I'm not the same river twice, me in a few months, me in a year, me, whatever, is going to be like, okay, that past decision doesn't fit anymore. And there are still new decisions to make. And I think as a younger self, or, you know, there's still definitely aspects of me right now who are like, God, I just want to like get everything down. I want to make the decisions and have the game plan. And this is my life. This is the, I want to figure it out. Right. But life is not a thing to figure out or to have finite solutions of. And when I really look at my values, my, like one of my core values, I say this word continually a billion times a day is evolution. And in that there is no deciding. There is no, this is the final way things will be forever. So it's kind of for me about making amends and being comfortable and being confident in my ability to continually make decisions and we can do that by staying connected with ourselves, staying inquisitive about the kind of lives that we want to be living. So growing up feels like getting more comfortable with the discomfort and knowing that I can choose to make new decisions without feeling like my whole life is in catastrophe when I outgrow a season, when the decisions that I made previously don't fit anymore because I have changed through the process. So I have some things that I want to share with you that I've been working through, some things that have been really helping me in deciding how I want to live now and what 2024 is going to look like, what I even want it to look like. So the first thing that I've been doing is, I, ha- I am undertaking, for the third time, The Artist's Way. And if you've been on the interwebs lately, you've probably seen it, because so many people are discovering this book, which makes me really, really happy. It's by Julia Cameron, and it's basically a three-month program where you get different tasks, there's different activities to follow, and it's about reconnecting with your creativity, reconnecting with your perspective and the way that you want to live your life. And it's really nice actually to have this kind of protocol to follow and these guidelines and these daily things and weekly things to give you that guidance because we don't necessarily need to follow a program, but it can kind of take the work out of it. Like Julie Cameron's like, done the work. She's gone through this with so many people. She's figured out all of these different tools and techniques that we can use to explore ourselves. So it's really helpful to have as a guidance. And so this is my third time doing it. And even though I have done it twice before and kind of aspects of it ongoingly, like the morning pages and artist dates, I kind of just been a thing for a very, very long time. From the first time that I picked up the book, I've been like, these are just aspects of my life that maybe I'll tap in and tap out of or do very purposely for a period of time then do more casually but they kind of form the foundation of I guess my habits that I follow as a person not even just as a creative person because morning pages are you know just a good way to stay connected with yourself a good way to keep in conversation with you so what I really want to do this time with it is I want to be really thorough and really consistent as I work myself through the 12 weeks. And I've got some things that I want to share with you that I'm doing to help myself be more consistent with it and basically brings you along the journey with that. So the first thing I want to say is that morning pages have been instantly incredible. I haven't really gone into the juice of the program because I'm going to be sharing that with you guys and and letting you guys follow along in the journey of it. But I have been doing the morning pages every day and I am usually someone who does journal most mornings, right? Like I'll get out, I'll have my little coffee, I get out my little notebook and I'll write to myself. But what tends to happen is I will write lists or I will start planning things and I love to do that and I still do that as well. But what I really like the morning pages are for is because they are literal, like most of the time, just gobbledygook nonsense. Like just shit on a page, say the things that you're thinking, let it all out. And what it's been for this first little while that I've been doing morning pages, understandably, is it has felt like an emotional page of everything that I've kind of been pushing to the back of my mind. And having this space to write these things down has meant that, yeah, it's been very emotional. I cry a lot when I journal. These things just kind of pour out of me because I haven't been paying attention to them. And as sticky and as tricky as it can feel, I know that that means it is kind of working like it means that I'm now paying attention to the things that I haven't been paying attention to for a while and if you I'm saying this because like if you're like starting to do the artist way and you are doing these morning pages and you're like I don't want to weep in the morning when I'm writing just know that that can be part of the process and it means that you're just paying attention to things that maybe haven't been paying attention to for a little while So what I'm doing is I am going to be creating videos that I'll be putting on YouTube. She's a YouTuber girlie. Yeah, I'm going to be creating videos as I go through the free month program. So weekly videos up on YouTube. So if you want to follow along with me, then we can have that as like our little check-in. You can DM me, let me know your progress with it. And I'm also doing monthly calls in the Creatrix Coven. So every month for three months throughout the program I actually think I'm doing four months because we're gonna have like a review or a setup call I haven't just I I don't have the schedule in front of me but like I'll post about it on the Coven um Instagram page and you can see it but we're gonna be doing monthly check-in calls with each other dedicated to the artist's way so in the Coven we also have our monthly co creatrix session where we get together and For 20 minutes we work on an activity and we also have our monthly Q&A, like group, mentorship, chit chat, call, which is honestly like one of my favorite mornings of the whole freaking month because I love having these conversations. And even for me as someone who creativity is like 90% of my life, I don't have a lot of creative conversations with other people. Um, in my day-to-day life, so it's really nice to have that time where I can get on a Zoom call and chat the shit with you. So we're doing these extra, so a third monthly call dedicated to the arts way, so if you're going through the program as well and you want to do it along with me, we can have space to talk about it in community, talk about the things that are coming up with you, talk about, yeah, how you're finding the program, how it feels I don't know anybody who's done that this way and hasn't benefited from it. So if you want to do it with me, that is an opportunity for you on YouTube and also in my membership. So that has really been, even though, as I said, like I haven't fully dived into it yet. I haven't fully started the protocol of the program. I have started already the morning pages and this week I will be doing the first week and sharing the video about my first week in the program but already I feel so much benefit just from really proactively just taking that like 20-30 minutes in the morning to just write down where I'm at to actually give myself space to process the thoughts and the things that I'm feeling instead of being like I'm going through an existential end of year crisis and I'm just letting these things like I have a fucking party in my brain. It's like, let's give them some space. Like, let's pay attention to these things as and when they come up. And doing that can literally be as simple as writing every single morning and talking to yourself about the things that are coming up so you can process them, so you can see the ideas, so you can see what's bullshit, what's noise, what's just your brain, being anxious and stressing out about things. And what's things where it's like, this is a thing that I can actually change pretty simply with maybe instilling new habits maybe letting go of certain things it's really a great way to pay attention to yourself and then the next thing that I want to share with you that's really been loving is I've started reading The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck and I started this book a few months ago and I'm gonna be honest with you it is deep right and I remember being like Getting like a couple chapters in and being like, look, I'm just not ready for this right now. I don't have the mental capacity. I don't think I was like conscious of that, but I definitely like read a few chapters and then, you know, conveniently slid the book back on my bookshelf. And when I started doing the artist way, I was like, oh, this is reminding me of these concepts that I was reading about in the way of integrity. Let me pull that book out. So I pulled the book out. She started reading it again, and it is. Intense. The exercises, honestly, can feel a little bit like an exorcism of your soul. And maybe that's just like where I've been at. You might read it and be like, this is lovely. I don't know. It is it is very intense. Like the things, it's asking you very intense questions. You go through your fears so you can, I guess, heal them in a way. You It's basically seeing what parts of your, you haven't been living in integrity. What parts of you haven't been living in alignment. And, you know, to get to the other side of that, to get into integrity, to get into alignment, to live the life that you is matches the way that you want to feel with the actions you're taking, means looking at all the ways you haven't been doing that. And that can be quite painful. And I feel that, you know, integrity and alignment have become these kind of buzzwords and it's like, oh my god they've just fucking lost a lot of meaning because we've heard them so much but I love the way that Martha Beck writes about these concepts and one of the many many parts that I've highlighted says to be in integrity is to be one thing, whole and undivided I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I I just can't bullshit myself anymore. If something is not what I truly want to be doing, I just can't force it. And that is what forces those uncomfortable but important decisions when it's like, look, the alternative to being being out of integrity isn't an option. So I have to make important decisions and I have to sit through the discomfort of that so I can then shift things in the way that I want them to be and now I know I have to do the things I want to do because the alternative doesn't work so I'm like this is fucking great it can just be a little bit sticky as you're going through it another part that I highlighted in the book is because our true nature is serious about restoring us to wholeness it hauls out the one tool that reliably gets our attention suffering guys, guys, this is what I'm fucking talking about. Suffering comes from the way we deal with events. So much of what I've been really encouraging of myself this year is to calmly and gently notice things that I don't like. And instead of throwing a hissy fit or being angry or being upset that I have been doing something wrong or in a way that I don't want to do anymore and be like, why the fuck have I been doing this? And going into that kind of spiral. I can choose to course correct and just be glad that I've noticed because now I can shift. And like, instead of like spiraling and putting so much energy into the spiral, I can be like, oh, that's the more effective thing, the better thing. That's the thing that's going to leave me quicker to the feeling and the solution that I want is if I redirect that energy to the shift into the actions that I actually want to be experienced. We don't have to prolong something by getting swept up in berating ourselves. We can notice it and we can move differently. And for me, I really find that the more I encourage this kind of excavation of myself and my feelings and the way I see the world and the way that I want to be living and have this kind of almost like stepped back perspective of it of not being so in my thoughts and not being so in my life and I can actually step back and be like this the calm observer role as much as possible the more I build that skill of being like we don't need to be in this shit I can just choose to move differently and be thankful I've noticed this way because now instead of just continuing along blindly now I can make shifts so the way that I've been doing that so the another way you know that has has really been helping me decide how I want to live making these shifts for the new year really setting myself up because I don't want to wait until January 1st to do things differently I'm very much someone who's like If we're having the end of year existential crisis now, let's start now. Let's shift things now. I'm not going to wait another month of just like whatever. So the thing that really has been helping me have this ability to assess things and to move differently is simplifying my life. I've removed a lot of things from my calendar, a lot of things that I really enjoy, but I know that right now I need the space to just be, and I also need the energy to direct it really specifically at what I do want to do to be able to do that really well right now. It's being very, very purposeful, and I think that is literally like making the choices I know that are in integrity right the things that are in wholeness and it can be really easy to think that to change we have to add on a bunch of new things but actually like removing things can be a great option. Having space is really helpful when you want to figure out what is coming next or the way that life will look going forward. We need space to play with to be able to conceptualize that and to be able to have the energy to, to dream up new things. So I've, yeah, I've removed a lot of things from my day-to-day life. I've really simplified. I'm really getting clear on like, these are the things that I want to keep. These are the habits I want to prioritize. These are the projects that I want to prioritize. And from that, I have created a plan and I'm following the plan. You know, it's about getting clear on the things that I want to prioritize. So deciding these are the things that I want to do not over like 10 years, not even over one year, over like this month. Really clear on the things that I want to do this month. And I mapped out, I actually did this the other day, I mapped out like a whole strat, not a strategy because I won't want to be too serious about it, but I mapped out what I'm going to be doing over the month of December. And that way I... Can actually prioritise those things that I'm seeing are my priorities. So for me, that's seeing my projects and figuring out how much time they require, like what is actually needed to get this thing done, what is needed to bring this thing to life, what is needed to make this shift for myself, and then literally dedicating that time to them in my calendar, like putting it in there. So I really like it to make it so that I don't have to make a billion decisions in my day about like, what should I be spending my day doing? I don't want to waste an hour every morning being like, what are my priorities? What what things need doing? I like the fact that I now pretty much have like my projects and what I'm going to be focusing my energy on each day for the whole month planned out. Because... Otherwise it just detracts from my ability to make a billion to make my more meaningful decisions on the things that I want to. I want to be making the decisions on my projects that I'm working on. I want to be making my decisions on what I want my life to look like going forward. And I don't necessarily need to be so active in deciding like what work I need to do for that day. Like what for a couple of hours what am I going to be focusing my energy on? I can kind of tell myself that ahead of time and then just show up and do it on the day. So I've very loosely mapped out what I will be focusing on each day so I don't have to keep looking at my projects list and deciding what I want to prioritize. I can map things out and make sure that everything is accounted for and that way I can be so much more present in my day, like present in the thing that I'm doing. If I'm seeing I want to prioritize going to the pottery studio or finishing this project or doing Pilates or going for walks or whatever it is, like I can actually be in that thing when I'm doing it and not thinking I should be doing something else instead. Because that has been a really, really common thought and feeling for me lately of when, you know, when you feel overwhelmed by the amount of things you want to get done or the amount of things you want to figure out, it's really easy to get stuck in these spirals of, I should be doing something else, I shouldn't be doing this, I don't have time to be doing this, where in reality, when I mapped out what I want to finish before the end of this year, I have time to do it all, I have space to do it all, and then also have space to like, chill out, and enjoy myself, and enjoy like, the festive period, without worrying, without having guilt, without thinking I should be doing something else, or All these other things are maybe more important. So what I recommend for you, if you want to give yourself some more clarity, some more focus, is to look at what you want to do and give yourself some kind of plan. Have an understanding of where you want to be putting your energy and make it clear to yourself like what is required for you to actually achieve those things. I love feeling like my success is inevitable. And instead of that just being like an affirmation and a cute thing you say to yourself, it's like, what are the things we can do to make sure our success is inevitable? For me, the thing I do regularly is actually seeing like what needs to be done to complete this. Like when I'm so fucking action oriented and I know if you listen to this podcast, you know that already, but it's so helpful for me to just be like, what is actually required? And I think there is this kind of stereotype, especially around creativity that we're just these floaty bitches and I can be a floaty bitch, not gonna lie to you, but the thing that allows me to be floaty and to be expressive is actually being really clear on the requirements that I need to show up for in order to achieve and complete and do and prioritise the things that I actually want to prioritise. I find that when I'm going through a period of change, especially, it helps me to put things on autopilot. And not have to be, not feel like I have to be considering everything all at once. Or that I'm, you know, juggling things in my mind. But actually, like, have a plan of action that tells me and assures me throughout the way that all I got to do is do these things. Take these couple things off and it's happening. It's The success is inevitable. So, if you're having... An end of year existential crisis. Be gentle with yourself. Be calm and see it for honestly the opportunity that it truly is, and see it as this thing of like you're not here to make permanent decisions of something you're going to be doing for your entire life. If you want to prioritize and accept continual evolution, then it's it's getting more and more comfortable with your ability to continually make decisions and to tweak and to make these adjustments if it feels off like it's entirely in your power to shift course and that's kind of just what life is right so if you want to do the artist way with me tune into my youtube channel and members of the creatrix coven you can join me for the live calls if you're not a member yet become a member Uh, we have so many amazing stuff going on in there It's truly life-changing to be in a community with people who get it and have big visions and are just so cool and inspiring. I literally love my creatrixes. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can be, do, and have anything and everything you desire. I will speak to you in the next one.